Oh, baby, it is the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast. We're coming up here live on YouTube. We're breaking down the Timo Meyer debut, what went well, what's going to need some work, and how the Devils can prepare for tonight's matchup with those Toronto Maple Leafs looking to get another winning streak on the roll. That is right, my friends, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, live on YouTube and wherever you get those podcast needs fulfilled. Over there, of course, is Danny McDonough, at Danny the Face on Twitter. We'll get into that at some point along the podcast. <laughs> A 20-year season ticket holder, obviously, you know that he is dialed in on not just the Devils, but hockey at large. It's what makes these conversations great. I'm Adam Armbrecht, not just covering the Devils, but also the Nets over on the Locked on Nets podcast, the Giants on the One Giant podcast, and coming soon. To an internet station near you, the Raging Red Bulls podcast, where I'll be breaking down the New York Red Bulls season ticket holder right here in front of you. Went to the season opener uh, the other day. A very disappointing draw, if I'm being frank, against Nashville. But that's not what this podcast is about, man. How are we on a Tuesday? I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. Are you you feeling great? You're a busy guy, by the way, too. You're doing a lot of podcasts, just just getting it done. Now a season ticket holder of the uh, Red Bulls, so. No, I love it, man. And uh, Dan's going to be going to some of those games, too. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what it's about, keeping yourself active. This is a hard time of year with uh, the NBA season still in full swing, going down their stretch. Like NHL, NBA, they they overlap very yeah. much, especially at the back end. So it gets a little hectic in that regard. But we don't need to worry about any of that stuff. Because the thing that we didn't come in right after the episode, we thought about it, knew this Maple Leafs matchup was going to be coming up, too. Timo Meyer officially makes his debut. And luckily took all the way to <laughs> overtime, but they put the cherry on top of that debut by getting that win against the Yotes. Do you, were you, I, listen, you know, every game, especially in hockey, any, you can lose a game that can happen. And also it was the coyotes and it yeah, felt like that was the prime debut time. And it was, that was a frustrating game that we can talk about in totality, but I mean, it's good that that Timo got his start, I think in Arizona, you know, to kind of put a little bit less pressure on him tonight against the Leafs. But Listen, the Yotes were a good team at home. They are a good team at home. And, you know, they beat Boston at home. They beat Colorado at home. And that had the quintessential trap game, you know, written all over it. And, you know, we got lucky with a lot of things that were going on. You know, defensively, we had some breakdowns. Neutral we had some breakdowns. The firepower on this team, the offense, we know is going to be what it is. It is phenomenal. We are very, very – we're one of the best in the league, you know, with our our nine now, I should say, because our top three lines are rolling, you know. We'll talk, we'll get into it a little bit more, but our, our third line had its best game to me of the year. You know, they were absolutely phenomenal. Boquist finally, finally getting some goals that are well-deserved. He's been grinding it out game after game. Do you, so let's stay at the top here with Timo Meyer. Obviously he makes his debut third shift, finally gets third shift on the ice, finally gets his goal, mm-hmm. you know, which you say finally, but I think that's what every single fan was like, come on, like show me yeah, the taste. Course. But <laughs> before we started, he got the goal. But it wasn't like, in my mind, 
I pictured you got Hughes out there, you got Brad out there. It's a little one-two, a rat-a-tat. He's there at the point, you know what I mean? The, the, the open pockets because the defense is right. scrambling. And oh, what a rip! Instead, it was like bouncing puck off to the right. He's there. It's a well-timed play. Dumps sure. it back of the net, and he gets the goal. It's a very uh, typical goal in the NHL that you love to see. But it didn't necessarily come with all the elation you right, wanted. Right, right. You want you want to see like you want to see Jack and Timo on a two on one and just rip a shot or right, something. Right, you know right. what I mean? So, but listen, at the end of the day, he's in the right spot. You know, he's in the right area. Um, it, it was kind of crazy actually, too, the rebound that he was just there. You know, it was perfect timing for him. So, yeah. I mean, listen, you take any girl goal. You know, and, and funny story, Adam. I actually bet I forgot to tell you this. Anytime goal scorer, Timo Meyer. So far, you know what's funny? Um, and we, we won't plug any betting websites until they become sponsors of the show. <laughs> um, but that wasn't available yet. Really? Like, as I got towards game time, because I don't know, like, I don't know whether out one or two things. Some betting sites will not put out what may be a very obvious, you know, a very obvious bet, what right. feels like an easy one. Well, I still got it at plus one ten, you know, so I was still plus the money under. Oh, listen, it was only a twenty five dollar yeah, bet. Let's, but... let's, let's be realistic here. Yeah, one, I know. Plus one ten. Yeah, Adam doesn't take. <laughs> I, don't, it. I don't even wake up in the morning for plus one. Adam wants like three points for Timo Meyer, kind of, you know, plus five hundred or something like that. I, I did something for like plus three fifty. I was going to. I think I held off on. It. I'm now zero for two since we've launched the podcast on the parlays. You but they've been fun ones, though. You and your parlays, you get a little aggressive. But you, that's why they're the big money, you know? So That's it's, right. Listen, for all those uh, gamblers out there, don't listen to Adam. Well, I mean, if you want the long shot, maybe listen to Adam. No, I'm only through $5. You got, <laughs> you're reaching your pocket. You find an Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're having fun one night. $25 bets? What am I? Well, I mean, that's true. You're not, like, betting $100 or $200 on these parlays. Who's, um... If not, we would have a talk off air. What am I, Scrooge McDuck? I think a reference, you know. I'm not gonna uh, the big old room filled with coins that I can just reach into. Oh, and, oh yeah. bringing it back. Hit of money. I don't know if a lot of our viewers, because they're probably younger fans, aren't gonna get that reference. But that's your problem. Ducktails. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Anyway, <laughs> um, so that was the positive. He gets that goal. But the other side of this conversation, and I think what what factors into a lot of what this game was, is Timo is then also on the on the ice mm-hmm. for Arizona scoring goals. And that there's a reality. Let's stay on the offensive side here first. What did you like that you saw from that line, um, especially between, let's just say, Timo and with Jack there? Yeah. How dynamic can this be? We know it's only going to look better as it grows. Listen, digging digging for the, the dirty pucks, the dirty areas, you know, to really grind it out on the boards. You saw that with Timo already. He's a physical body. He's going to get against the boards. He's going to basically be able to play against anybody, any line of the imposing team. Um, neutral zone, they play well. You know, Jack did have a couple turnovers. Timo had a few term- turnovers. It's bound to happen, obviously, getting used to one another on this line. You knew there was going to be some of that first-game jitters. Yeah. Offensively, I am not concerned at all. They are going to be unbelievable. Um, this line is just going to roll, you know, offensively. They're going to get their points. They're going to get their goals, their assists, you know, Jack Timo. And what you were saying, too, is Brat is really going to benefit from this line. I, I, I think that, again— when it comes to the most important moments, you're going to look to Timo, you're going to look to Hughes, you're going to look to Mercer up on, you know, and we'll do, lost his uh, eight game, ended eight games. I think that's actually why I lost the bet because I, I kept, I, I, was, like, so. I was like, let's go one more time. Yeah, we'll go for yeah, nine games now. So, you know, you're going to look for other guys, but it, on a line like this, Jesper Bratt's going to need to be clinical when it comes sure. to his opportunities. Cause I think there's going to be real chances when you think about the quickness at which Hughes can play with the space that he can go occupy. And then knowing that the defense is going to be keeping an eye on Timo at all times, it's going to be, and it doesn't have to be by design. It can be on rebounds, right? Sure. It can be on hard pucks bouncing back out of the zone and Brat being there to put them away. Do you, do you see if we did by percentages, do you think that Brat, you know, 
average points per game is going to go up by 20% over the remainder of the season? Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I think he's going to get a lot more assists because remember, Timo and Jack are going to be the shoot first mentality. Yep. That's just how they are. I think a lot of the line now is going to be about, do I make that extra pass if you're Timo or Jack? Do I make the third pass? You know, and are they just going to shoot? You know, because in the back of their mind, I'm really wondering if they're both thinking about it. Well, you know, Timo just got here. Oh, I was for, gonna say, Jack, I, for Jack, like, let me pass the puck to Timo. Yeah, He's yeah. got some open ice. He's coming down, uh, you know, the circle. Let me give it to Timo. And, you know, conversely, does Timo think that? Be like, I know I have the first shoot mentality, but I see Jack has some open ice. Do I pass him the puck or do I take that shot? To me, shoot the puck. Timo yeah. and Jack, shoot the puck. If you have a shot and you see that you have a good lane and there's there's traffic in front of the net, shoot the puck. Don't think that extra pass. I know there's going to be some flashy plays with this line. That is inevitable. That's going to happen. And we'll talk about how that led to some of the defensive breakdowns too. Right. But shoot the puck. You know, they're shooters. You definitely need to shoot the puck. Yeah, I would assume the, the and this is true of like in almost any sport, like I'm thinking about in the NBA, when you bring two new superstars, you get these guys together. Mm. Your desire is to like, I want to make sure you, you know, hey, you're a great player. Get yours. I, you know, no, no, yeah. no, you're a great player. So you end up having oversharing. And in this game against Arizona, the, the, the what part of that and these guys trying to gel together led to some of the problems on the other end of the ice? Overskating coming back defensively. You know, it's Bryce Salvador actually said it on the post game, I think, or maybe during the intermission, is you don't want to be behind your own goal line when it comes back to skating <laughs> back, right? So it's you know what you can't do is they were block, chasing. A, a block a shot from behind the net. Yeah, you can't. They it, were chasing the puck, which led to that one Yotes goal. Um it's gonna happen, is just understanding defensive responsibilities when it comes to their line that you know, the Jack, Timo, and uh, Brat line. They were out of position a lot. You know, it, it's defensively they did not play well, but I'm not too concerned about it because this is so fresh. This is so new. They have to learn where each other are going to be. You know, Jack for the last seven, eight games has, and we talk about it too, for Jack, to say Jack is struggling, that's like still a great NHL player. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, sure. So, you know, what you see it with him, you know, and and I think that he's just in this little bit of, not a real Jack Hughes moment in the season where he still has a lot more to give, obviously. And I think it's good for him to go through this right now as he gels with Timo and really gets used to this line because you don't want this to happen during the playoffs, obviously, or, or more toward the playoffs. So I, I think it's just going to take some time to really gel with this line with Timo, especially. Do you think, uh, you know, Timo, a little bit of a, obviously a bigger player, um, do you think that like, and this is a this is a high level thing before we we're going to talk about the matchup tonight, um, but also other players inside of that game um, coming out of Arizona. Do you think that that if like the Devils really in a in a perfect world, they'd have even more physicality mm -hmm. that promotes Jack Hughes to needing to be a pest defensively, mm -hmm. but really. All we want you to do is be solely focused on the offensive end. Because I think even right now, there's still requirements there. And sure. you need to be a two-way player no matter what. But sometimes when I look at Jack, especially on the defensive end of the ice, you say, you're asking a lot. And I think that his size, the physicality there that you can get yeah. into, I think a lot. And I, you see him. You see him. There's nothing more... Um, I don't want to use the wrong word. I'm going to say adorable. Then when Jack Hughes is like, I'm going to go get physical on this guy on the defense. You know, he tries to throw his body into players yeah. and be disruptive, but he's there's, only so, yeah, he's there's only so much you can do yeah. right now. And then you can't improve it, but just that balance right now. Listen, we, we have to understand as Devils fans. And don't side-eye me when I say that Jack Hughes is adorable. <laughs> 
I've seen, I've seen, I, I've seen his, uh, his, you know, whatever yearbook photos for the Devils year by year. I think he's just now getting out of middle school in terms of physical. Yeah, no, presence. he looks like a high school kid. Yeah. He still looks like a high school kid. <laughs> but listen, we know as Devils fans that this line is going to be so incredibly fast. Yeah. And it's a matter of the defensive pairing and obviously who's on Jack's line, which is obviously right now is Timo and Brat keeping up with that pace too, right? You're going to have plays where there's going to be flashy moments where there's going to be these spinoramas and these crazy plays that are going on. And we're more susceptible to those turnovers in the neutral zone or trying to get into the offensive zone. It's going to happen. And you kind of wash your hand with it and say, all right, you know what? It's what it is because we have such a high power scoring line that we're going to give some of those chances away, which in turn makes it more important to not have the defensive breakdowns by our pairings as well. Right. So the la- and last thing I just wanted to say about Jesper Brad, just talking about something that's keeping you back in your minds over the remainder of the season. So at this point of the year, mm-hmm. he has 25 goals, 33 assists. He's on 58 points right now. So he's narrowly underneath averaging a point per game, right. you know, in totality. I, that's going to get over one. That is going, I think that by the end of this season, you will see him 82 game season. I'm talking about a guy that could be 85, 88 points by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that that's purely a fringe benefit. And to your point of like part of the give and take here is, yes, the defense is going to struggle sometimes, sure. but we're a team that scores four goals, five goals, six goals a game. Mm-hmm. So I think the opportunity is to be there. That is something to keep your eye on, my friends. I like that. Now, so, so you essentially think that out of everybody, every player who is here with the Devils, acquiring Timo is going to benefit Jesper Bratt the most. If yeah. If he stays on this line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the assumption that he's on this line, because again, who make the hierarchy, you're an opposing team. When you look at the second line, I'm, I'm worried about Hughes. Now I'm worried about Timo. Sure. There's going to be stretches where you go, Jesper Bratt, that's right. You know what I mean? But when you look at the stats and you say, Oh, he's a 25 goal scorer over 62 games. Okay. He's sure. a concern. But ultimately, it's just this is the value of adding a player like Timo. It forces the other team to have to respect now. And, and, and by the way, it's almost like disrespectful to Brat to say, like, ah, he'll be the forgotten guy. He's had a terrific season already. Oh, of course, yeah. So now you're talking about having, a, to me, like those top two lines for the Devils are going to be sensational and create real problems on a consistent basis, especially if we can get them caught when they, you know, the shifting, changing those back lines, the defensive setups that they want to go against. Isn't it crazy to think that we're talking about this, about, you know, how many players on the Devils have over how, how 20 goals? Right, how threatening, how threatening this team can be. Yeah, we haven't even touched on Mercer yet. You know, that's mm-hmm. the crazy. We've been talking about the the Timo, Jack, and uh, Jesper line that we haven't even touched on Mercer yet, which is crazy. This team, and Nico, you know, this team is, is stacked offensively. And... I'm going to be honest, Adam. I think this is going to be like a seven to 10 year run for this Devils team that they're young. They have so many core guys that are so young that this is going to be a fun ride for a long time. That's a part of the conversation that we'll get into, you know, as this thing unwinds and like the off season will be a great time to talk about that. It's like, what have they accomplished here? Sure. Right. What does this season meant? Acquiring Timo, all assuming that he gets brought back on the extension. Let's just foregone conclusion territory at this point. And Brad about, being signed too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, by the way. Right. And so the, there'll be some interesting conversations if we start to get bad rumors <laughs> coming out of the off season about what happens next year for the devils. We'll touch back into the overall stats around this team and the, on the offensive side. But in this game against the Coyotes, knowing that the Maple Leafs are coming up next here, uh, defensively, you gave your ratings. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I – I'll go to my notes here, my other notes. I do I do notes, and then I also do notes. Inside of this, you had listed these line grades that you gave out coming out of this game. Mm-hmm. So um, offensive lines, understanding some of the struggles that they had defensively for, for Timo in his first game. 
You had a B plus for line one, C minus for line two, with a bit of an asterisk, we could say. Yeah. But defensively, line one, a C, line two, a B. That's not terrible, but what about the first defensive unit did you find frustrating in this game? And by the way, introducing a new player, what you would love is our number one units go ahead and give you their best games together. Right. I, I mean, Dougie, I think every Devils fan has seen it. Dougie Hamilton has struggled sometimes defensively. I don't have a clue what he's doing sometimes in the defensive <laughs> zone where he's just, I don't know how he's not in front of the net and he's literally on the sideboard. So it's, you know, it's, he just needs to clean up some of those, uh, some of those really bad plays in the defensive zone. And just, it's all about puck possession, you know, and, and not just throwing the puck across the ice or trying to dump the puck out of the ice when there's no open lane to do so. I mean, listen, it's going to happen. The defensive breakdowns are going to happen. It's inevitable, you know, with the way this team is, but you know, a line, the defensive pairing that really looked good to me and is still impressing me is, you know, the maturation of Ball. You know, Kevin Ball has yeah, played extremely well. You know, he played well with Severs, and I thought that was the best defensive pairing, believe it or not, you know, against the Yotes, um, which is surprising to say, you know, because sometimes we're we're here saying, Severson, what the hell are you doing? Um, and Ball, we're worried about him giving the puck up. He's He's played solid. Actually, believe it or not, I, I think he's the one defenseman who did not have a takeaway um, in that game. So it, it's it's really nice to see the third pairing coming up big. Um, and I think he's really solidified himself in this lineup. And I think Brendan Smith is going to be the odd man out. So the, uh, I was just about to ask there, too, as the follow-up, these defensive pairings, guys that are having success, Severs, you know, different players that are struggling. Do you see any adjustments over the back end of this season to how those pairings go? You had mentioned about uh, Sharon Govich being the odd man out initially. That came to that came to bear. Do you see any any playing here now based on what the what the Meyer, Hughes, Brat line looks like and, and what maybe you want to put behind them on the defensive lines? You mean how they're going to rotate their defensemen? Yeah, with- will they look differently at that and say? I think that, I think the defensive lines are going to be the same, and I think you're still going to roll the defensive lines just like you're going to roll the offensive lines. You can't really. There's no there's no right answer to that yet. You know what I mean? It, it's there's really no right answer. I think that you want. Right, if just- you see if you see a unit struggling or a player struggling, exactly. so we make an adjustment. If it's the third period and you see a defensive <laughs> pairing that's playing well, you're going to give them more ice time. Obviously, when they're out with Timo. And they're out with Jack and they're out with Brett, you know, if they're giving the puck up a little bit, you know, throughout that whole game. I think that the Devils coaching staff is phenomenal with that. I think they're putting the right matchups out when it comes to lines, especially against the opponents. Tonight is a massive test for this team. You know, it's the Leafs are a serious contender for the cup as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what we do and see how we clean our defensive play up, because if we played against... If we played against Arizona the way we did, <laughs> yeah, the way we play, that. yeah. If, if that, that happens again, if we play the same way we played against the Yotes, play against the Leafs, we're going to lose this game. So, so especially yeah, goaltending wise, too. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, VTech here in a second as well. So you would say um, to tie the bow on it, it's it's the pairings will stay the same defensively. Yeah, but when and where you use them, that's what they'll try to shuffle here based on what they're seeing from the lines ahead of them offensively sure, and, sure. and those kind of, which is a, a standard thing. But it was more just the idea of would they try to tweak something else in addition to having these new lines? Right. I, I think that you're going to see the top three lines stay exactly the same offensively. So I think you're going to see, especially after the performance that Boquist, Hala, and uh, Palat had, you know, in, mm-hmm. in that game, they, they were phenomenal. You know, the best line, um, definitely rolling the whole game. I think when it comes to Lazar, I think if Wood about that or one. Bastion starts to play a little sluggish, has a couple off games, 
I think you'll see Lazar insert himself into the Oh, that's the a good line. yeah, yeah. That's a good reminder too because he that trade came sub, subsequently. Mm-hmm. We know that Timo, it was the injury and getting acclimated, et cetera. But now Lazar is looming there. And you mentioned this at the time of the trade. Yeah, that Lazar is there. He's kind of the backstop in case you feel like there's someone that struggles to a point right. where you cannot run that risk. Maybe you know we always talk about getting towards the playoffs. Hey, a run hot guy that can come in and, and find that rhythm. Maybe he ends up being a viable option in there. Yeah, I just don't see it happening right away. And Lazar's not even available now. Something with the visa from Canada, so That's... he's not even available yet. But um, when he is available, like I said, it's only going to be determined on if someone is struggling, you know, on the fourth line, I think. I think you need to keep this third line together now. You know, we were talking, you know, off air about, you know, basically, you know, Sharon Govich or Boquist being replaced by Lazar. I think that instead of putting him into the third line, I think you have to keep that line together. And it's going to be all about the BMW line and, you know, really their consistency moving forward. And... Listen, it, it's not going to be a bad thing to get Lazar in the lineup for Wood if if you need to. Adam. <laughs> it's going to come a day, man. It's going to come a day. It's, when you hear in the offseason that the Devils are committed to keeping Wood on this team, it's going to be a real hard. Yeah, I don't think it's going to yeah, happen now that we have Lazar, you know. No, I know. It could look a lot different. But um, the last thing on that game, as we look forward to the Maple Leafs, we'll talk about where the line stands, the over-under, et cetera. Um, but VTech and goal, I, I will say um, – what you, because of the the, def, the defensive end of the ice is an area that consistently say, whoo, a little something there. Now, there's been games when VTech has just looked bad, right? We, we mentioned the other day when Schmid, Smid, were having some debate around the pronunciation of his name when he's between the pipes. He comes in with those uh, 12 saves and helps get them that win two games ago. But there are times when I think, boy, the the... The confusion, the overskating, the yeah. issues that they've had defensively. There's stretches when it's hard to put that on the goaltender of alone. Course. Of course. You ended up, I think, grading out uh, VTech with a C in that game. What exactly. was it? What was he responsible for? Don't worry about the other issues sure. in front of him. What were the things you thought he was responsible for that on both sides, successfully and unsuccessfully? Rebound control was a little bit of a struggle. Um, just his positioning for certain goals was was also a struggle. He he would like at least one, probably two goals back against the Yotes. You know, he he's playing okay right now. And the really important thing is is our how what our longevity is in the playoffs is really gonna depend on our goaltending and our defense. You know, we're gonna score goals. That's gonna happen. It's really gonna depend on our consistency of goaltending. And right now, I'm a bit concerned. I'm not too concerned because I think this happens in an 82 game season. It's just gonna happen. But going back to what you were saying, you know, against the Yotes, it was just some of his positioning just seemed off, you know, and his rebound control was was not great. So he's got to clean it up. Akira Schmid, he's been playing great. I'm wondering if he's going to play tonight. Yeah. Um, it looked like the morning skate. I believe that the lines were exactly the same. We just saw a tweet before we came on air here. So, you know, we're going to we're going to see what happens moving forward. But I think that everybody just needs to take a step back, take a breath. You know, it, like we talked about last episode, these things are going to happen, but he needs to clean up those rebounds for sure um sidestep you're standing in the middle of the ice i have a puck at my stick you're not wearing a helmet and i'm i am an assassin with Mm -hmm. this thing right so puck to the dome do you think the devils are going to need to be a five goal scoring more likely to be a five plus scoring team in the playoffs or are they going to be able to depend on the defense the goaltending when they need it and win games you know four three even four three right there's a lot of things that have changed in the nhl over the years 
there's a lot of low scoring games back in the day when the Devils won the cup, you sure. know, cups, I should say. It's and not gonna be not gonna be that version. you cannot <laughs> rely on scoring four goals every game to win the Stanley Cup. You have to That's win two right. to one games in overtime, three to two games in overtime. There's gonna be those those games that you have to win, especially against the Bruins and against the Canes. You know, those are two teams that you cannot give up three, four goals a game and expect to win a seven game series. So that is a concern. Um, but that again is not just on the goaltending, you know, right. it, it's, we, we have had average goaltending with VTech that is on the defense too. You know, that's cleaning up the defensive, you know, lapses that the devils have had. And it's just a matter of puck possession, defensive zone. You know, it's like when you're watching well, yes, the games, yes. when you're watching the games, it's like, we just look at each other. Like what the hell's going on? What, what, what why would you make that pass across the center? Clear of the, the zone! <laughs> yeah, like so it's, it's, there's those violent moments where you're like, just get, and, and it's yeah. not, sometimes when you get caught up in the, when when the other team is doing a good job for checking when they're putting pressure on you, usually yeah. we're frustrated when we're like, you have, you have the space, you have the time. Exactly. And they seem to get, I think because of how dangerous they can be offensively, there's a desire to say, but if we control this out of our zone, sure, we got a real chance to set something up through the neutral zone. And we see how sometimes that unfolds. Right, Looking for that flashy play because yeah. you see, yeah, because you yeah. see like a, a Jack streaking down the ice and trying to if get, I can him, get him, get him surging through the, the neutral zone about to get into mm-hmm. right. Hey, I know, sure. I know what it means when the puck is on his stick. And then we see the neutral zone turnover. That actually <laughs> happened too against the Yotes. I remember this actually, it was Dougie Hamilton who tried to make like a flip pass out of the zone because Jack's line just came on. And Dougie was on the ice for probably a minute by then already. And you could right. see he was lagging a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, those things are just being aware of, you know, line changes, you know, and, you know, the time they're on the ice, you know, it's, you got to, you have to be more aware when it comes to that defensively. Let's talk about then the game tonight, the Maple Leafs, uh, Devils back home. So it'll be home debut for Timo. You're going to this game. You're going to be down uh, in the box, right? You're going to be right behind. Yeah. We're, we're club seats. We're, I think we're row four. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, Got the nice club access tonight, you know? You know what you can do? Thank you, be, Kristen, my devil's rep. I appreciate you. You'll be wearing something like this, probably. Yeah, I'm wearing this exact thing. Yeah, this Yeah, I got I to gotta go train. I got to go to my dog training after this, and then we're going to head to the game. How do you know that, Dan, that we're doing this live? He will be wearing the same outfit. Yes. How can he confuse you? He usually only wears this outfit. Um. So, But if you see him there, man, give him a shout-out. That's not true. Know. I wear my Jack Hughes jersey, and I'll wear my tuna jersey. Sorry, and... I meant jersey, oh, black yeah. pants, yes. backwards hat. He'll actually have the microphone in hand walking around the arena, which will be fun. Yeah, come say hi. It'll be a good one. Uh, Devils are minus 133 on this one. Over-under set at six and a half. Since we started this podcast, the lowest the over-under's ever been is six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I expect a goal. I expect goals more often than not in this game. Do you – how do you feel this one? Because, I mean, you know, Maple Leafs made, made moves at the deadline as well. Um, they're a difficult matchup. Mm-hmm. I just – I'm not, it's not even, I'm not saying I don't have confidence, but I'm like, oh, if you told me this was a bit of a puck flip in this game, that would feel fine to me. The Devils are favored, though. And it is home ice. It's home ice. I mean, this one comes down to, again, having the fast start against the Leafs. Um, this one's going to come down to our defensive breakdowns, if we have them or if we don't. If we play, like I said, against the Leafs, like we played against the Yotes, we will lose this game. And we're not going to lose... 2-1, we're going to lose like 5-1 if we have a game <laughs> like we did against the Yotes. So, right. you know, this is about, you know, just being consistent with the puck, puck possession, you know, breaking out of the zone, neutral zone, make sure you're not turning the puck over, grinding it out on the boards. You know, this game, I'm really looking forward to seeing the BMW line control the pace of play when they're out on the ice and really dominate the boards to get those goals 
from our defensemen, you know, from the Duggies, from, you know, passing about to the Marinos to get shots with traffic in front of the net. So I, th- I think this is going to be a very tough game. I'm actually going the under, Adam. I think that this game is going to be a 3-2 or a 4-2 type of game. And I think you could see another overtime game. <laughs> well, by the way, because this also ties in the theme we're discussing, coming into it, I was, you know, doing the notes. The Devils got the overtime win. I was mismanaging the uh, shootout losses that mm-hmm. they're on that sweet, sweet 18 streak it is shootouts, now. Shootouts, yeah. Yeah. So, which, by the way, though, ties into the idea of, you know, there's one area where it doesn't matter what your defense is doing? Shootouts. That's where the <laughs> goaltender, it's only him trying to have success in those instances. And yeah. right now, the team, the collective unit of goaltenders has struggled in that area. So, you know, listen, if it takes overtime, it takes overtime. But you see this as so. Do you think that the defense is tightening up in this game tonight? Yeah, I, I think that Lindy's going to really focus on the defense tightening up. I think that's going to be one of the priorities coming into this game is because coming down the stretch, it's that's the most important aspect: goaltending and defense. Because our offense is going to be there. You know, even if the great thing about Jack not scoring as much and not having as many points as he had is that you're we're spreading the puck around now. And these top three lines are scoring. And even our fourth line has been scoring. So I am not concerned about the offense. We're going to get our chances. It's really about the defense tonight. Let's be more defensive-minded. Let's realize who our opponent is. And let's let's get this win. I think we can get this win. Um, last thing I wanted to just mention here, because out of the last game and last couple of games, McLeod has been playing really well yes. um, for the Devils. And he's been critical, especially on face-offs. I'm pulling up in the background here because I wanted to mm-hmm. – I remember at the time of the Timo trade, I was thinking about it. McLeod leads the team right now in face-off win percentages. What do you think the percentages, you know? McLeod is yeah. probably, what, 58%? 60%. Because yeah, he won a remember- ton of the games the other night you were saying against – I think it was against Arizona. You were, you were like, he's the only one that's winning them. But he had won something like – Gosh, I don't. I don't want to say this wrong. He was, he was like seventy percent on it or plus uh, yeah. on his faceoff wins in that game. Listen, he he goes out in overtime and he just takes the faceoffs and then jumps off the ice, you know. And he was five for five, I think, uh, in that overtime game too. I, that might have been against Vegas, not against the Yotes. Right, right. Because yeah. there's a yeah, yeah. So you know, the thing is, is that that is such an important aspect to what the Devils can do. You know, if you're losing faceoffs. Obviously, you're not getting the puck possession. You're not breaking out of the zone, especially if it's defensive zone uh, faceoff. But McLeod is—he's been playing great, and and Halla has finally come into his own because he's on the line he should be on. He should be a third line center. Yeah. He is not a second line player, and you know he's coming into his own with Palat. And you know Boquist is. Let's not forget Boquist. You yeah. know he's been. Yes, sorry. I mean, yeah, there's, he, there's a lot of guys we kind of want to give the tip of the cap to, and something that we'll try to do a better yeah. job of episode to episode is just. The Jack Hughes conversations, the Timo Meyer highlights, it's always going to be there. But everything else that's happening around them matters just as much. With Lazar coming over, I think that Boquist knows that there's a fire under his butt. So he's the pressure is on him, and he has been delivering, especially last game with the two goals. Uh, and the reason why I brought up McLeod, and especially the faceoffs, just as a fun reminder as we close out here, we'll give our predictions on this game, is that Zetterland went out in the trade. Mm-hmm. He was the third best. On oh sorry uh, yeah fourth best on faceoff win percentage. What was his percentage? He was coming in at forty. Okay. And ahead of him was going up the board Mercer, Heisher, and uh, Halla, who forty one fifty three fifty six. So just in terms of hey when you bring when you have McLeod there like you're shuffling this board there is there is this one little footnote mm-hmm. team was already there like this nothing changed Timo Meyer doesn't have to and does not win faceoffs when he's asked to right. they don't have 
in terms of face-off win percentages, I'm a, I'm a stat guy, by the way. You'll, you'll see this. You get down into the 30s when you talk about other players, most notably Jack Hughes, a 35% yeah. guy. So they need to have, like, the yeah, cloud to, yeah. and popping in there is, is critical. And Hughes needs to get, exactly serve his role there as well. And you're a stat guy. And also Lindy and his coaching staff sees that too. So obviously that's why McLeod is out there for the face right. <laughs> But it, it's true. It, it's it's right there. You know, yeah. it's literally right there. And and Jack will improve on face-offs. It's part of his game he'll improve on. Most importantly, we we are great down the center when it comes to yep. you know Nico, Ericala, and and McLeod on those lines. So I'm not too concerned about the the Jack line right now when it comes to faceoffs. Okay, they play tonight. You said you're going to take the under in this game. It's set at six and a half. So you're talking about it being a four two game, three three two games? Devils. Jack Hughes in overtime. In overtime. Yes, Jack Hughes is ready to score in overtime. I feel it coming. I'm going to go – this is a tough one. Who's in goal, do we say? You know what's funny, though, too? Are we ever going to be on here and predict the Devils to lose? Are we? That, no. We, we, have to, we have to ask ourselves that, that now. Because that's important. That, that's a very important – Podcast theme. Podcast theme. Devils puck luck. Will we ever predict the Devils <laughs> to lose a game? Listen, this is a game to me that is – it is 50-50. It's a coin flip. You know, I, I think that yeah. this is going to be a tough game for the Devils, uh, the opponent. So coming back from Arizona, you know, only a couple days off. Let's see what happens. We got to come out strong. We got to come out fast. Um, but I still do think that the Devils will win in overtime. But we have to be realistic with each other. And, and you made the point about the way if they perform the way they did last game, especially early, yes. like there was sloppiness to that game. It was you're getting lucky on just the sense of like, ah, oh, well, they're not playing so well. So we can all kind of mm-hmm. knock this thing around for a while. You can't afford to do that against the Maple Leafs. It'll be different now. We've also talked about already early in this podcast uh, since we started it about how well the Devils can always come back. Right. Yes, until you can't. Right. Until you don't. So like you- this is Toronto. You know, this isn't. You know, this isn't like a a Coyotes team or this isn't a Columbus Blue Jacket team. Right. This is Toronto. Down two. Down two in goals in the first period. Ah, that's okay. By the end of the second, it'll be three three, or we'll be up. You know, three sure. two, whatever it is, and then we'll try to be dominant going into the third period. Yes, that's always viable. But when you don't see that success, that's when I think these defensive things we're talking about, mm-hmm. that'll become more glaring. So um, put it like this, right? Against Colorado, we were up 5-1. We gave up three goals in five minutes. Right. You know, that's from defensive breakdowns. And, and I, that can easily happen again tonight. And you can't always rely on having five goals in the second period against these top 10 NHL teams. So point being, if those defensive breakdowns continue to happen and the, you know, the lackluster goaltending happens, it's... It's going to be lights out, and we will not win this game. All right, so I'm going to follow your lead on this. I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to keep it in regulation, and I'm going to call it a 4-2 Devils win like because that. I'm going to hang the hat on, get an early goal, and then do the right thing. Right. Lock in defensively. Be willing to sacrifice some of those really great opportunities when you see Jack Hughes. Don't do the thing, Dougie. Don't try to flip that thing <laughs> saucering through the neutral zone. Don't worry about those long-range passes. Trust, by the way, that if you are consistent on the defensive end once you have a lead, what does that often end up leading to? It ends up leading to penalties being taken by the opposition exactly. because they're pressing. They're trying to a hook in your defensive zone when they mm-hmm. want to try to make sure they get back one of those goals, especially late in periods. Let that be the way that you end up producing easy chances. And then something we didn't talk about today, really locking in on the power play and you know capitalizing on those opportunities. And you should be able to with the lineups you have now. We understand that. But you have to take advantage of those, too, because that makes a big difference. When you let a team survive two minutes oh, yeah. and you don't put it from a 2-1 to a 3-1, from 2-0 to 3-0, sure. then you're only well, one well, bad listen, puck away. Last game, uh, power play unit one struggled. And again, that's the uh, the growing pains with Timo coming in. 
power play two got the goal. Severson got the goal, yes. you know? So it's, it's, it's a good thing that we have two power play units that are great, yeah. great units. But power play one did look anemic, but they'll be fine. I'm not really concerned about it. So to answer everyone's question, no, we probably will never pick against the Devils, which means they <laughs> should be 82-0 and 0 yeah, by the end of this. So that's odd. Yeah. They don't seem to be following our... It's smart thinking. I always say when you take the ice. I wish we did this win. during the 13-game win streak because then we'd be right on every single prediction. We would have had a game, really right? nice run. We could have had a great run. Uh, bottom line is they'll take the ice tonight. We'll be looking forward to watching that. Danny will be there at the game, obviously. You get over to uh, Twitter. You can follow us at NJDevilsPL. That'll be the official show handle. At Danny the Face at Adam Armbrecht over on YouTube. Devils Puck Luck. Go ahead and subscribe. Turn on your alerts so you know when we're going live with episodes like this on your podcast feeds as well, man. We're having a lot of fun doing it. We've got games coming up that we're going to be going to together as well. So it, it should be a good time. We I have think. a key, we need our second keyword for the free uh, ticket giveaway. Oh, that's right. Do we want to? We... I'm going to do this one. Okay, this one's okay. going to be Palat. That is the second word. So we got Schmid and we got Palat. Well, see now, and that's why, by the way, a little bit of a freebie there because we shouldn't be telling you what the first word was. Ooh. You should be going and watching those episodes. So that's the last time we'll do that. Thanks, Palat, to yeah. Danny for not player to watch the tonight. Adam. Player to watch um, tonight. Who you got? Um, player to watch tonight. I'm gonna go with the guy that I was talking about so much. I'm gonna go with Brat. I think I this like is that. a nice. This is a nice. Maybe maybe goal and assist kind of game. Maybe two assist kind of game for him. I like him on this line. Marino, John Marino for me okay. tonight. Watch John Marino. I think he's going to uh, be the catalyst for this defensive core, and I think he's going to throw the puck at the net, and it's going to have a nice deflection, and I can see someone like Palat scoring. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back on Thursday talking about this one, looking ahead, looking behind, looking forward, looking around the New Jersey Devils. And just like the man on the ice, you know that for the New Jersey Devils, it's all going to be gravy. That was a good show, Dan. That was a good show. Anything else you want to say? It was